are the voyages of the starship Therapies. Its continuing mission to explore strange inner worlds, to seek out new insights and new realizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Bridge all to myself. Time to get some work done. Computer, play Spock's analytic treatise on work. Supermix Alpha 24. Spock! Spock! I need you! We have to do it! What, what is going on in here? I'm catching up on some much-needed work, Captain. We have new inventory to log and crew person reviews to edit and then submit to Starfleet in addition oh, to... Oh, boring. I have something more important for us to do. Like what, sir? A seance. Ooh. Yes, well, intros and then on to the seance. Hello, friends at home. I'm the captain of this particular starship, Justine Mastin, LMFT, Yogini writer, researcher, and just welcome aboard. And I am Laura Sagarski, licensed marriage and family therapist, writer, researcher, Spockian first officer, and I guess first time seance attendee. Exactly. Glad to hear that you're back in the spirit. <laughs> just a reminder the listeners at home that just because we are therapists does not mean that we are your therapists. Unless, of course, we are your therapists. This podcast is for the purposes of education and humor and is not intended to replace seeing your own therapist. But I thought we were talking about In the Spider-Verse today. The what? Remember, we agreed to each see it while on our respective shore leaves and then meet back here to... You didn't see it, did you? N no. Why not? Uh, I, I don't like spiders. Spiders? Seriously? This we is all, what gets you? We all have our fears. Sure. Yes, that's true. But how are we going to effectively use the Spider-Verse Spider-Man to explicate internal family systems therapy? A seance! You really need to stop saying that. Uh, if I stop saying it, you might forget about it and then it won't happen. It seems unlikely that I would forget about it. <laughs> but I do see that perhaps if you dropped this insistence, I might just walk away. Uh, yeah, so I, uh, f friends, I'm not going to hate on anybody's love of Spider-Man. Uh, I should our hope dear, not. No, our, and our dear producer is a huge fan of the spider man uh it, it just it's not my particular jam uh so uh, when we were talking about uh the discussion of internal family systems or ifs as we will call it for the rest of this podcast because that's much quicker and i love an acronym uh i was thinking about what what do i usually use to talk about ifs in session and what i usually talk about is a seance i you can't see it friends at home but i am doing jazz hands every time i say seance you certainly are yes you are so when i use ifs in session um 
I introduce this concept with my clients as we are basically going to have a seance. I feel so lost, sir. I, 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 seances are with ghosts. And are you like inviting actual ghosts into the room? Do you like candles? Is it like more like the craft circa the, you know, mid 1990s? Or are we talking like the later 1990s, early aughts of like uh, Charmed? Oh, um, those, those are both just great fandoms, great examples of um, an aesthetic that I was super into. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I'm talking about seances with clients, I'm talking about, so it might help if I explain a little bit about what IFS is. So yes, I think that would be helpful. Yeah, that would probably be helpful. Uh, so friends at home, it would not surprise you. If I said there are different parts of ourselves, right? Like, I, example, mm -hmm. when somebody invites you to a party, there's probably a part of you that's like, that sounds really fun. And another part that's thinking, well, that was really sweet of them to think of me. And another part that's like, fuck, no, I don't want to go do that. Mm -hmm. And yes. There, there are all these parts of us, and I want to be real clear that I'm not talking about different personalities, because mm. people sometimes get freaked out when I start talking about IFS, because they're like, are you telling me I have multiple personalities? And uh, I'm not. Or some but... kind of like dissociative condition. And, right. and I don't think you're saying that either. Right. I'm not saying either of those things. Mm -hmm. uh, but what I am saying is that there are different parts of ourselves. They're all us, mm. but there's also this authentic us that's kind of like the boss of all mm. those other parts. And it's the, I, I, so this is why seance works so well when I explain this, because that authentic self is kind of like the medium. Sure. That authentic self is the part that can talk to all those other parts. And wait, hold, hold, please, Captain. Yeah. Mm, I yeah. have, I have a question, and I feel like perhaps some of our listeners might have this question as well. Okay, what is a medium? Because I don't feel like this was addressed directly either in the craft or in <laughs> the original version, the OG version, if you will, of WB's Charmed, and it's definitely not talked about in Into the Spider Verse. Okay, well, you know where it is talked about? Ghost Whisperer. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt's vehicle <laughs> that she was in for many years. I, I, can I get a ghost whisperer shout, anyone? Well, I hope I hope for your sake, Captain, that one of <laughs> uh, some of our listeners out there are like, yes, standing for ghost whisperer. Um, I just I just recovered from my shock, and I'm very grateful that we sit down to do these pods because I have to say that never ever ever in my wildest dreams, um. Circa Taylor Swift's Wildest Dreams in her 1989 album, which, you know, I don't think it was, I don't think it lived up to the hype. Um, I don't think you mean 1989. No, I do mean 1989. That was Taylor Swift's album, 1989, after her birth oh. year, in which oh. the song, it's, it's, I think it's Wildest Dreams. Hold on. Let me look at this, this quick. No, this shows how old Justine is that I was like, I don't think Taylor Swift was recording in 1989. <laughs> and, you know... That's true. Okay. I was, <laughs> yes. So, um, 
getting back to the reason I brought up Wildest Dreams to begin with, it is that never in my wildest dreams did I think that we would talk about Ghost Whisperer on the show. Um, nor did I think you would say the name Jennifer Love Hewitt on the show. But nonetheless, <laughs> if you mention the, <laughs> the former, one must mention the latter. Um, so here we are. And in fact, I do know Ghost Whisperer. I became very into Ghost Whisperer when I was living abroad in Senegal, um, in the city, which is a country in Africa on the West Coast. Um, I, was, I had a homestay in the city of Chess. And one of the things that we would do after we ate our large midday meal was put on uh, one of like the four French TV stations that we got. And one of the shows that would usually be on in the in, after the midday meal was the uh, French dubbed version of the Ghost Whisperer show. Oh my god! I have uh, friends at home. You can't see this, but I have a plastered smile on my face because this is all information I didn't know about Spock. I didn't know any of this. I didn't know about Senegal. <laughs> I, this this is what I think is one of the most fun parts about making good friends later in life is that there there are all these things you don't know about them like there are all these things you do know but then mm -hmm. there's this whole layer of stuff that you don't know and just every now and then there will be this info dump of yes. amazingness that will mm -hmm. occur and this happens both ways like last year when you sent me the photo of yourself from your hip-hop girl group <laughs> uh-huh yeah mm -hmm. and that's hip-hop dance friends at home i was never in a hip-hop singing group although that Fair. would have been great it would have and absolutely you had the pipes for that um but kind of like really sort of like winding our way back <laughs> to <laughs> ghost whisperer which also makes me think of the great pbs show ghost Rider. oh my god i love that show um and this is going to be another aside but i think it's mm -hmm. so important is when i was in france we also watched American dub television um, and we watched Saved by the Bell. <laughs> wow. And I will never get over hearing like, bonjour, Screech. Uh, <laughs> Où est Zach? <laughs> oh my God, that's wonderful. And, that is and, really great. And it was like, uh, voyager le, le max? <laughs> Uh, I don't remember a lot of French. That's that's okay. It's It's been a long time. Um, <laughs> but I do love the idea of SoCal slang translated into the most like upper crust of upper crust <laughs> foreign languages, which is, of course, French. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. I hope you all enjoyed that aside. Um, yes. So bringing us back... The reason I brought up Ghost Whisperer mm -hmm. is because Jennifer Love Hewitt is, whether explicitly or implicitly, a medium, which means she is able to talk to the dead. And she she sees them, the dead come mm -hmm. to her, and she acts as sort of this in-between uh, mouthpiece for the people that cannot speak to the, the ones they're actually trying to solve shit with. Mm -hmm. So... So it sounds a little bit like The Sixth Sense, too, which also use, makes use of mediums with, like, little tiny Haley Joel Osment, who is no longer little and tiny. Um, but when the film was made, he certainly was. Mm -hmm. And so he was, like, a little tiny medium. Um, he was 
a petite medium. He was. He sure was. Um, <laughs> it's just making me wonder why. At least cinema. I don't know much about like mediumships representation in um, like literature, but it is making me wonder why there is such a trend to not call a medium a medium in film, mm. right? Yeah, I did. But that's that's certainly there. Though they did recently make the film, uh, I think it's called Planetarium in English. I don't remember what it's called in French. That is actually a French film starring Natalie Portman and Johnny Depp's daughter, Lily Rose Depp. Um, and Lily Rose plays an actual medium, and Natalie Portman is her older sister who's faking it. <gasps> I know. And I uh, believe that they refer to themselves as mediums there, but I don't know for sure. Um, fun fact though, that film takes place like in between world wars and it was mm. a, in and around that time that like mediumship and seances, seances also referred to as like table tapping. Um, mm -hmm. and I think they were and called spiritualism and spiritualism. Like that started mm -hmm. to really become en vogue. Um, and it was actually on very much, um, it's represented as being part of like on the fringes of psychotherapy back then, but it was I don't know if that's really the case, actually. I think it was really going on right in the middle of stuff. Um, and Jung himself was super in oh, the yeah. seances and table tapping and mediums. Um, and I think there is some evidence that would support the idea that he felt that he was a medium, though I don't think he used that in his clinical work. Mm -hmm. Well, he, uh, according to Jung, his, mm -hmm. his vision of us the the future therapist was that we were going to be more shaman than what we are mm. you know we were going to be more it was going to be more of a spiritual calling than what it has become well maybe uh, he was looking into the far far future you know it could still happen you know post um uh, major global warming event <laughs> future listeners when you unearth these recordings, <laughs> uh, just remember that we knew this was coming. Um, I can't help but but uh, be aware yes. that that the TV show that came to my mind was Ghost Whisper, Whisperer, and not the fucking TV show called Medium. Which was on for many years. <laughs> was it really on for many years? That was an NBC show with um, oh, Pat uh, Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette, yes. Yes. You're right, actually. So, like, in film, we typically don't call them mediums, but there was an actual show called Medium on NBC. Good point. And I never think of that show because, you know what, spoiler alert listeners, I think that show is dumb. <laughs> and somehow that show struck me as more dumb then Ghost Whisperer, starring Jennifer Love Hewitt. And I, one could argue that maybe that's because my first encounter with Ghost Whisperer was dubbed in French, and that perhaps hearing it in French gave it like a, a sheen of intellectualism that the show <laughs> 100 did neither. Neither did it deserve, nor did it earn. Um, and I would say fair, but I think that the reason that I think that Medium was dumb and that it didn't come to either of our minds is that I think that show made the mistake of trying to take itself too seriously mm -hmm. as opposed to embracing the camp of both the its premise and its production value, right? Yeah. And I think that Ghost Whisperer really was like, guys, this is about Jennifer Love Hewitt and corsets 
and <laughs> and like plump worried lips while she's talking to ghosts this is not about seriously exploring spiritualism Mm-mm, that's not what this is until so they like leaned in to the camp and i think that's and and so it like worked it made a kind of logical sense in the way that like i just couldn't get down with medium because i was like no this is illogical you're not serious you mm-hmm. just put on a different blouse <laughs> and also i can see the shadow of the cameraman this is not a serious take on mediumship anyway i'm really getting sidetracked here i i am the one that brought up uh this whole thing so really this <laughs> this is on me um where we started yes with spider-man with oh no okay right not all the way where we started right okay but like hear me out on this one so the reason that i wanted you to go see into the spider-verse in it like other than the fact that it it is an amazing film friends out there and if you've seen it i'm with you and if you haven't i would encourage you to go see it unless you have some kind of like spider webbing issue in which case maybe talk to a therapist or a close friend and then try to see the film because it's really really good um (laughs) it has it it does a wonderful job of expanding representation in the Spider-Verse. It, it has a really kind of inventive take on using graphics and pairing kind of anime with more like modern um, cartoonistry, which I know it's not a word. And clearly, friends, I'm a therapist. I don't know things about animation, but like it does a good job of it is what I'm trying to say. And I think for the artistic folks in the house, it, you would really enjoy that part of it. But the reason I wanted us to see it on our respective shore leaves and talk about it today is that the premise of the movie is that you have the canonical Spider-Man voiced by Chris Pine. Oh, I like Chris Pine. He is very good for like the 20 minutes he's in this film. Um, and it's, it's because he plays me <laughs> in those films. Oh, <laughs> It's always nice the way you can bring it back to you, sir. <laughs> It's a gift. It is. It is. Um, yes. Okay. So Chris Pine is the the OG Spider Man, but then due to a combination of uh, Doctor Olivia Octavius and oh, they make her a lady. They do. They make her a lady, and she's great. I love what they do with her character. Why can't I think of his name? Um, you hated his representation or his the way that they portrayed him in Marvel's Daredevil. By Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, Kingpin. Kingpin, yes. So Kingpin and Doc Ock team up and they rip this huge hole in the multiverse. And what and the result oh. of that is that OG Spider-Man is killed, but then all these other spider people from all their different universes are released hmm. into a timeline in which Miles Morales, who's going to become the new Spider-Man, is living. I am into the concept of, of Morales. Yes. Miles is great. I'm going to try not to do spoilers here. But well, you already spoiled her, spoiled her a little bit. I suppose I did. I did, but I also didn't. So it's going to be fine. Because <laughs> anyway. Anyways. And so the, the mantle of the spider person, because in this case, one of the thing, one of the arguments the movie makes is that it's not Spider-Man or Spider-Girl, it's Spider-Person. That like that is this conception of the self in IFS. That there are there is that part of the individual that is kind of unbreakable and unchangeable. And that that is the part that can take the lead 
mm-hmm. and can kind of lead the orchestra of all these different parts of the personality and the individual, right? Oh, and I so, love the idea of the authentic self as conductor. Yes, authentic self as conductor. So you have like the mantle of the spider person as the conductor, and then you have all these different versions and different identities who kind of like make up the orchestra. Mm-hmm. You have Miles as this very bright African-American teenager. You have aged Peter B. Parker, who's really down on his luck and just got divorced and hasn't been working out. I know. So he's very sad. You have Spider Gwen, who's just great. (laughs) She plays in a band and she's a ballerina. You have Spider Ham, who is... Is he a pig? He's a pig. Yes. Yes! Mm. Maybe I Mm -hmm. should see this. Uh, Yes, he's a pig. And then you have Penny Parker, who is very much kind of a riff on like anime. She's a young teenage Japanese girl. And she has like a radioactive spider, like cyborg, basically, that she is a telepathic link with. (laughs) And last but not least, you have Nick Cage as Spider-Man Noir, who I think you would love the most, Captain. I think you'd be 100% down with Spider-Man Noir. And this is why I said, watch this on Shore Leave. Okay, so A, Mm -hmm. always start with Nick Cage. (laughs) And B, follow that up with Noir. Mm -hmm. Had I known that Nick Cage Mm -hmm. and Chris Pine, who played me in the newest films, were in this, I I might have gone on a Tuesday, so I only had to drop five bucks for the five buck Tuesday movies. Fair. But I would have gone. Okay. So really, this is on you. You didn't you didn't bring up the right points. Okay, well, <clears throat> this is a learning <laughs> this is a learning experience for all of us. Hashtag live long and learn. Anyway, and I, I am I am just teasing folks at home. Of course, this is all friendly banter. Um, but bringing us back to IFS, so IFS doesn't envision quite the plethora of spider people that are in the spider-verse right nor does it really envision like the wealth of ghosts that are in something like ghost whisperer or nbc's medium right um (laughs) ifs is really focused on is it three or four there there are three types of parts okay it's not that there are only three parts Mm. but there are three types okay and um, those are uh, firefighters, managers, and fuck. Exiles. Thank you. Exiles. Could you please tell our listeners what each of those areas, what did you call them? Like areas of parts? Categories of parts? Categories. What each of those, like the people in those categories, what they do. Like what do managers do? So... Managers are protective parts. Mm-hmm. The, these are the parts that keep us from getting hurt. So you can think of this part as this is the part that doesn't want to go to the party. Mm. Uh, the, this part doesn't want to go to the party because embarrassing shit might happen at the party. Um, it's, it's trying to, this part is trying to keep 
you from getting hurt. There may there may be scary, dangerous things at the party. There may be embarrassment at the party. That's the manager part. Well, and perhaps you have important work to be done at home. And as I said that out loud, I realized that I might be a bit of a manager. <laughs> that I... this may be like the Spockian part. Yes, I would say the <laughs> manager part is rather Spockian. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's weighing risk. Sure. Uh, yeah. And it's weighing potential risk. Mm -hmm. And so if you listened way back to our very first episode when we talked about Spock parts and Kirk parts. Yep. Or like Spock brain, Kirk brain. That's that's what we talked about. I've mm -hmm. got parts on the brain right now, obviously. Um that we would never, our ship would never leave dock if all we had was Spock brain, because Spock is constantly going over all of the possible things that could go wrong and over managing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's true. That's very true of me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, that's okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just important information. Right. But to your point, like this is it's this is you generally not all of a person. And this is why with IFS, mm -hmm. we talk about these different categories and then end with the fourth, which is both different but connected with the first three, because the fourth is that self, the self being kind of the conductor of the orchestra who will say to the manager, I hear you. We got to run those schematics. There's nothing sexier than a good solid triple check. <laughs> But now we were, we are on check number 452. It's time to leave the docking bay. Mm -hmm. These are things, yeah. like, this is what the self can do to the man mm -hmm. and to help um, the entire system. And, and in this case, the system is the individual person. Mm -hmm. um, so from managers, we go to the exiles. Mm -hmm. What's happening for the exiles in this category? So ex exiles are these parts that are, they come from usually memories of childhood. It's shame, it's trauma, it's the shit that is really hard and awful. And mm -hmm. exiles, um, sorry, managers, and the other part that we'll talk about in a minute, which are firefighters, they they, tr they try and keep these guys from coming into our conscious awareness sure. because it, it's painful. Mm -hmm. um, th and those parts don't want us, the self, to have to experience that pain. They remind me a little bit of, to stay in the OG Star Trek universe for a moment, mm -hmm. they remind me a bit of Bones. Because Bones is just like so put upon and he's always talking about how he's in pain and life is so hard and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. uh, clearly I'm Spock because I'm like, I have no time for Bones and his feelings. Um, but like... <laughs> I know, I know because the conductor says that bones and his feelings, the exiles and their pain, it's important to be with that pain mm -hmm. and process through it. Um, but because it is so painful to do that, managers, they're not, they're not into that idea. So they work very hard to kind of keep the exiles sort of away and under wraps down in sick bay, if you will. Mm. Yeah, go go back to sick bay bones. Mm -hmm. Don't don't. Isn't there something you need to be doing down there? You could go emote down there, right? Just but just get off the bridge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So manager is Spock, exile is Bones, mm-hmm. and then firefighter. Guess who that is? Probably you, sir. C'est moi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! There's been so much French today. I love it. Oui. C'est vrai. <laughs> mais, mais oui. <laughs> mais oui. <gasps> Bonjour, bienvenue le 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 beef tech. <laughs> For some reason, bienvenue le beef tech was on one of my French worksheets in eighth grade. I have I don't know why, because it's, it's literally saying like "good day to the beef," <laughs> or like "I'm so happy the beef is here," right? Like strange. With, like, oddly sexual overtones for an eighth grade worksheet. Like, what was that about? I would rather say bienvenue la frite. I would much rather say hello to some french fries. Well, yes. I mean, you are vegetarian after all. Um, (laughs) But we were saying bienvenue to the firefighters. Uh, (laughs) um, Yes. Yes. (laughs) um, Firefighters are there's a reason they got their name so they they show up when the exiles when when bones comes up out of sick bay and is like pay attention to me i'm having a feeling and the captain needs to turn around and be like okay bones i know that spock really tried to keep you down in sick bay but you wouldn't stay there so now i need to talk to you Mm -hmm. um so firefighters show up and they need to put out the fire that is the exiles breaking out and uh, demanding attention. Yes. And then so the firefighters show up and are like, hey, hey, self, don't look at the shame and trauma. Look at me. Kirk doing jazz hands. Right. Putting out a fire. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes <laughs> like getting into fights or flirting with Marlena on the bridge. Because when you are distracted mm-hmm. by engaging with uh, some kind of like fight with your shirt off um, or flirting with Marlena on the bridge. She's a likable m- girl. Sure. We could be friends. It's possible. That is canon. Um, so I suppose <laughs> I can't argue with that. Um, but while while the firefighters are busy doing that, what happens is that the whole person is so caught up in the flirting with Marlena, if you will, that they can't really spend much time on whatever the heck Bones is saying. Mm-hmm. And, and while that can be kind of helpful theoretically in the short term, right? Because all of this is wired around this idea that we want to avoid pain. As an individual, we don't want to feel pain. Pain is bad. Pain causes problems. Pain leads to death and destruction. But sometimes we need to feel the pain. Yeah. Because pain is how we grow. And this brings us back to the Spider-Verse, right? Um, Because if I was just going to quickly throw these spiders into, like, specific categories, I would say that, like, Chris Pine... He's somewhat of a manager, but I think that really he's kind of like held up as not just kind of like the archetypal spider person, but he shows kind of 
what a fully integrated person can be. And so I think mm. he probably best epitomizes the self or the conductor. But really for mm -hmm. managers, we have Peter B. Parker, who's sort of sad and disheveled, but you know, wants to get his act together. We have Spider Gwen, so Gwen Stacy. Um, maybe Penny Parker and her robot, though I would say that I think both Peter Porker or Spider-Ham, if you will, Oh, and Spider-Man. my God. You right? Did, and you didn't tell me there were puns. <laughs> I know. I led with all of the wrong things. I'm really learning that today. Um, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Spider-Ham and Spider-Man Noir, they're pretty clear examples of firefighters. Um, mm -hmm. And I would say like, like Penny Parker and her, um, her like spider android person kind of like dances in between manager and firefighter but if i had if i had to put her in a category i would say she's a firefighter and then the managers are peter b and spider gwen and then we have miles morales and what does miles morales kind of most often represent in this story the exile mm. because he, he's grappling with a lot of pain mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna do spoilers because this is such a new film but yeah, but I mean, just, he, we, yeah, just on the face of it, on his literal face, we know he is marginalized in Western yes. culture. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that without having seen the film. Right. <laughs> so he right. He's marginalized. He is a young black boy. What happens to young black boys in America? Nothing Many good. Of, nothing good. Lots of pain, lots of trauma, mm. lots of fear, lots of shame. So the exile. And what you see throughout the film is you see both the managers and the firefighters trying to figure out what are we going to do with Miles? You know, how are we going to get him up to speed? Maybe we just like lock him away in his room because he's too young and he can't help us like get the Spider-Verse back on track. But in fact, this team of spider people, they need Miles. Mm -hmm. He is the key. Mm. Because when we face our history of pain and trauma, that is how we transcend and gain wisdom and the ability to work with the self, the conductor, and become whole. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was so beautifully stated. Well, you know, brainstorming at 1030 at night, that's where it happens. <laughs> that's the magic, people. Mm -hmm. The secret sauce, if you will. <laughs> Starship Asthma, late hours with a dash of vanilla bean ice cream. I had a uh, chocolate ice cream. Hmm. Again, mm. we compliment each other across space <laughs> and time. Um. <laughs> oh. Something I think is important to note as we're talking about IFS is that we, we, Larissa mm -hmm. and I can speak very clearly and coherently about these different parts and how they're separate. Um, but when, when we ourselves are experiencing them, it is a lot harder to parse out what is happening because for oneself, everything feels like self mm -hmm. until you take a big step back. Um, and Ooh, go, I like that. Maybe say that one more time just to like highlight it for folks. Okay. So let me put it in these terms. 
Oh, no, mm-hmm. but I, I liked that phrase where you were talking about the self, that for oneself. For oneself, parts feel like they are self. Yes. Yeah. Because they are all you. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard to differentiate between is this full authentic me or is mm-hmm. this part of me that is really reactive right now because it's been triggered and I'm spiraling into, and this part of me is spiraling into a painful memory. Mm -hmm. And especially when we're feeling like a heightened state of emotion, it's going to be even harder to be like, is this self or part of self? Is it self or part of self? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And being able to start to slow down and ask Mm -hmm. that question, even that gives us a little bit of perspective. Right. Because assuming that it's all self is it is really hard um be, and what i mean by that is it feels really like blended and enmeshed which is why spoiler alert why this is called internal family systems is mm. if you've listened to our other pods about family and we've talked about different types of boundaries um and we've talked about how families can get enmeshed where it's it's hard for us to tell where one person ends and another person begins mm-hmm. and how that's problematic that happens inside of us so we need to start thinking about those boundaries with the internal family that is inside of us whoa See, you thought a seance was weird, but now it doesn't feel so weird, does it? The face Larissa is making is, I don't see how those things go together. <laughs> and the translation of the face is, I feel like I'm starting to see how those things go together. But I also see how this is, uh, it's complicated to try and visualize. Mm. Okay, so let me explain the seance thing because we've we've danced around it, but I haven't really like pointed to what I do with clients in session. Mm -hmm. So when I explain the idea of IFS to clients, I I call it like we are going to have a seance. And what that means is we're going to get into a mindful state. We're going to do some mindfulness and then we're going to turn inward and we're going to call upon these parts the same way that we would hold hands and light candles and call upon a spirit. And the reason we do that is because the spirits have unfinished business or they Mm -hmm. wouldn't be hanging around. And I think of the parts as spirits with unfinished business, because really that's what exiles are to me because I'm a narrative therapist and I have to give everything a story or I get bored. Um, so exiles are these parts with unfinished business and we're, we're going to call upon these parts to appear just one part. You just call on one part at a time mm-hmm. and then otherwise upon- I could, I could like see it getting confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, you only want to talk to one at a time. Right. Uh, Which is like very much a regular like, seance. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so the, the client is acting as the medium. They are going to turn inside and talk to this part if the part is willing to talk to them. Um, there's a whole there's a whole protocol for how to do this, and part of it is making sure that the part wants to talk to you, mm-hmm. um, and just just like one would do in a seance. And 
then the client is having this internal conversation and they report back what they feel comfortable reporting back to me. Mm-hmm. So they're having this whole conversation with this quote unquote spirit. And then they tell me the parts that feel important for them to tell me. And it's not going to be everything. Um, and in that way, when I do IFS, it's like a seance. Does now that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm pretty good at explaining stuff. When pressed, <laughs> when pressed and given enough time, I would say absolutely that's true. <laughs> um, as we are sort of winding down now, we have come to that time in our show where we reflect on what are kind of take homes or takeaways for our listeners. Um, and with this particular topic of IFS, to me, sir, it feels a little bit complex because inner family systems, the method and the therapy is a complicated psychological construct. What, so what are kind of like the practical takeaways for listeners today? Or are there even practical takeaways for listeners? I would say that there are because you can tell when your house is haunted, right? You can, uh, you can start to tune into that. When you know what to look for, you can start to identify that you maybe have a haunted house. Mm-hmm. And if you really know what to look for, you might be able to recognize, oh, shit, I got a poltergeist. I don't, I don't just have a haunted house. I've got mm-hmm. an angry spirit that oh. is making my mm-hmm. life difficult. And so there's certain stuff you can do on your own, like you can start to notice it, can pay attention to it. You can maybe ask the spirit what it wants. But at a certain point, you're just kind of out of your scope of practice as a person who lives in a house. And you're going to need to call on an expert to help you talk to that spirit. Like the Ghostbusters? No, because we're not trying to bust. No, we're not trying to bust. You're right. We're trying to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're not ta- we're not calling a ghostbuster. We're not calling an exorcist because we're not trying to bust or exercise. No, we're calling everyone's favorite president dad. No, he's he's not. He's Bill Pullman. No, it is. It's everyone's favorite American dad president, Bill Pullman, who attempts to be a medium in. The, what is it, mid-1990s Casper movie with Christina Ricci? Oh, I had no idea where you were going. Oh, well, that's where I was going. (laughs) Yes. Mm, Right there. Because you have those three ghosts. You have Casper and his obnoxious brothers, who are clearly firefighters. Casper's the exile. Christina Ricci kind of tries to be a bit of a manager, but then also sometimes the self. And then Dad fancies himself a helper. This is everyone's favorite American dad, President Bill Pullman. But he finds that he has a lot to learn himself. (laughs) But Uh, in all fairness to you. (laughs) No, friends at home, I hope that out of all of the fandoms we have mentioned today, there is one that you know. (laughs) And if there's not, this was probably a tough listen. (laughs) So hats off to you for sticking it through. And maybe go see Into the Spider-Verse. It's a great film. Perhaps you'll run into the captain there on Tuesday, if you go on Tuesday for the $5 <laughs> matinee. 
But I think like getting back to what the point you were actually making, which is when you recognize that your house is haunted. And I think what we've talked about today, absolutely listeners equips you with the tools to really start to get a sense of, is it a haunting or is it just kind of, you know, a backdraft or creaks in the eaves or whatever. Um, when you recognized, oh, there are some Caspers floating around here. That's the time to call in help. And when we say call in help, what we're often referring to is a psychotherapist, be it mm-hmm. Al Powell or someone else. <laughs> and and Al, I, Al wouldn't be your guy for this. Really? You think so? No, I, yeah, maybe he would. Right. You know what? Brian, just cut it after Al Powell. <laughs> don't even, don't even have me arguing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what are the what are the topics that our friends at home can Google and what are all the fandoms we referenced today? All right, friends. So things to check out on the Google are going to be internal family systems therapy, also referred to as the internal family systems model, also internal family systems method. Really, the key part is Google internal family systems and the bots will get you there. Yeah. And even IFS, the bots will get you there. Uh, yeah, but better to go with like the full spelling because if you just do IFS, sometimes it will take you to a film company, sometimes to an ad agency, internal oh, family systems. Yeah, you're right. It, yes. Global enterprise software provider. Right. Yeah, that's not what we're talking about today. No. Um, and then the founder of IFS, Internal Family Systems, our dear friend, as if we know him, we don't, but we think fondly of him, um, <laughs> R- Richard C. Schwartz who has a very pronounceable Jewish Anglo name. So thank you, Richard. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, last but not least, Carl Gustav Jung, also known as C.G. Jung, or just, you know, Jung, if you're, you know, homies. Um, as the captain <laughs> said, I am now going to provide a list of all the fandoms that we referenced with a little help from the captain. So we talked about today... Ghost Whisperer. We talked about <laughs> NBC's Medium. We talked about that great mid 1990s film, The Craft. We talked about um, that, like Saved by the Bell. We did talk about Saved by the Bell, um, en français, which is important. I think you're not going to get the same vibe unless you can get the French dubbed version. Um, we talked about the OG WB version of Charmed. Haven't seen the new one. I don't even know if it's out, but if you have, it's, maybe. No, it's good. It's good. Oh. It's it's uh, got improved diversity. Mm, okay. Um, clearly, I have some it's, feelings. It's, it's a it's a Latinx family, and one of the sisters is queer. So we've got that going for us. We do. And listeners, if you like the show, if you have feelings, maybe hit us up on our social meds slash the Facebook page. Let me know if I should get over myself and check out the show. Um, the captain thinks I should, but I thought the captain, sh- the captain should see into the spider verse, which is the next thing on our list. <laughs> so, you know, it's complicated. Um, we talked about Casper, the mm. film, not the cartoon. Not that we have anything against the cartoon, but we only were referencing the film with American Dad President Bill Pullman and Christina Ricci. We may be at the helm of the ship, but we know who really keeps us running. 
Thank you to Ensign Kyle Rebar, who composed our theme song. Thank you to Lieutenant Catherine Mandicat Duthie, who designed our beautiful cover art. And finally, thank you to our fabulous producer and resident Spider-Man, Lieutenant Commander Brian Therens. Tune in for our next episode on Will Riker and the Me Too movement. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And the best way you can support our podcast is to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. And be sure to tell your friends. And as always, friends, live long and and prosper. Ah, yes. Bridge all to myself. Time to get some work done. Computer. Play Spock's analytic treatises. Oh, treatise. I always want to say treatises. It's wrong, though. (laughs) Treatises. Ugh. (laughs) Brian will love that little one. All right. Once more with feeling.